As we learn to hear God's voice, there are lots of... Yes, there is. There is. There's so many. <laughs> so many things. I think you need to keep this as part of the deal. Yes. <laughs> there is lots of... The outtakes? That's real. <laughs> outtakes. Bloopers. Yes. Let's try to get it. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Practicing His Presence podcast. Today, we have part two of our conversation with the teaching staff from the Hope Collective around what it means to bring God's presence into your world. Today, we take a really practical look at some of the questions from this listener community around what it means to hear the voice of God and kind of dispelling some of the mysticism around some of the things that are kind of tied to this lifestyle of walking with God through our daily lives. So we hope this conversation edifies you, encourages you, and builds you up as you go on this journey of formation into a person of God's presence. We hope you enjoy. As we learn to hear God's voice, there's lots of ways that we can grow in this and lots of ways that maybe, I don't know, I like to know that I'm doing the right thing right? and I don't want to fall off the rails here. Mm -hmm. And there is something to be said for the word practice Mm -hmm. in this podcast Mm -hmm. that implies that experience, Mm -hmm. trial and error, and growing is going to be part of this. Mm -hmm. So as we seek to practice with grace to grow forward... Mm -hmm. How do we keep ourselves from error, from deception, and in what is true and right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the role of signs. People will be like, God showed me a sign. Mm-hmm. I heard this song on the radio, so it means I need to do X, Y, or Z. Or a, my favorite bird came and landed, and it means da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would you say... Are, is the role of signs in the life of a believer? Mm-hmm. And does God communicate with us through signs? Mm-hmm. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Alex, I want to hear your thoughts about this. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, of course. I have thoughts about oh, everything. so do I. Yeah. Yes. So I want to hear yours. Okay, so, and then you go. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that we can discount signs. Right. Um, I do think that if we are moving with the grain of scripture, signs should be the exception and not the rule. Um, When we look through the Old Testament and when you pick out these instances of God showing signs, what's interesting is more often than not, it is God saying, I am going to give you this sign as a confirmation of a promise or something that I've said. It is not. Mm -hmm. There are instances of this, of people asking, God, give me a sign. But those typically don't go well. The ones that do go well are the ones when God says, here's what I'm going to do, not when people are saying, God, I'm going to need you to do this. Um, And I think that more often than not, our desire for a sign is more about our fear of failure or getting it wrong than it is about actually wanting to hear the voice of God and do what he says. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think if we're going to work with the grain of scripture, uh, we are better served to look to scripture as our guide, have that influence how we see the tone and the voice of Jesus to be able to bring that to our community. And we may get a sign at some point if God decides to show it to us. Mm -hmm. Um, That I think should be our MO. And there will be exceptions to that probably, but I don't think that we can say that those signs are something that we should expect on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. That's my take. I'd be curious Mm -hmm. to hear 
hmm. carry from you. So what I'm you. hearing you say is that the sign is not initially coming for the decision-making. The sign could be a tag-on to what God is already doing and already speaking through Scripture, through others, through your own smart brain, mm-hmm. and that there could be like something that he goes, hey, and also this sign that could help affirm that, but really it's not, you're not basing your decision-making on waiting for a sign. Is that what I hear you say? And God is the one initiating that more often in scripture than not. Yes. He's the one who's initiating. And in the moment- He's initiating what? He's initiating the sign. Okay. So if there is a sign that's given, it's God saying, I am going to do this sign. Mm -hmm. And people will look to, um, so we'll say Gideon in the fleece. Right. Of God, I'm gonna need you to do this. And we kind of put that in the context of Gideon, like, oh, well, he was wanting to know what God said. Gideon was also a coward and an yes, idolater. right. So probably not our best bet right. to go there. Right. Um, and there's other instances in scripture where individuals ask for signs, but it doesn't go well. Mm. And while scripture doesn't come out explicitly and tell us like these guys got it wrong, mm. if we're tracing the theme of the story, it's like, was that the best call? Mm. So again, it should make us a little bit suspicious, I think. Um, or at least give us pause to say, okay, how much of me wanting a sign is about my fear and how much of it is about a genuine trust in what God is saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Dave, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot. Um, because I, I think sometimes the desire for a sign isn't just fear. It's um, a cop-out mm. to affirm my complacency. Um, because God has already told us what to do, okay? Yeah. And, and so signs tend to be more complementary to what God is already saying than driving the thing God is saying. Mm. Um, I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They yeah. were told to bow to an idol. And they knew that God had said, have no other idols before me, and that that was outside of what God would want or God would will, and so they don't bow. And they're going to get thrown in the fire, and they say to him, hey, maybe God saves us and maybe he doesn't. Perhaps God, mm-hmm. but we're just not bowing, right? Right. Then you have Jonathan and his armor bearer on the other hand, right. and they go, we're going to go over to the outpost of the uncircumcised Philistines, and maybe God will save us. And so we're going to show ourselves, and if God is going to save us, then they'll call us up, and if he's not, then they'll mm-hmm. come, say, right. wait there, and we're going to come. Yeah. So he, he does put it out there, but they're going, Yeah. right? And so it's going to complement what, that faith move. And sometimes I think we wait for a sign to, to cop out of what we know we're supposed to do. Mm. It's mm. just a... Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this is an... I just wasn't raised with signs and wonders. I was raised very scriptural, like just scripture, that's it. And I think there's a place for sign and wonders, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I often see signs being the tripped up point around um, emotional faith. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to emotionally make a decision because I've had this sign, and now, and, and really, I'm like, I think, I think we need to steward well truth, and I think we need to steward well um, our, our own God-given wisdom and brain, mm-hmm. um, and, and trust that God, God's not like a, it's not a puzzle to be played. It's that God, if God wants you to go somewhere, you're going to know. Yeah. Like it, it, it's going to be affirmed in all places and, it, and a sign will never go against scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think like when, when we're talking about it, the idea for me is really through the idea signs and wonders are a really about the mystery of God, um, really engaging the mystery of who God is. So you guys kind of brought up jokingly a bird. I have a friend who, who 
loves Jesus. She's she's very emotional, but she's grounded in truth. And she talks about a heron, and it's this experience that she's had with this heron bird, and all of these moments throughout the past several years of her life. In and it happens a lot. A heron will show up in these different environments. Now, when I talk to my friend, it's not like, hey, we're deciding whether or not we're going to take this job. I saw a heron today. That means I'm supposed to take it. Really what that heron has been about is this like love letter for her and God. And it's personal to her and it's deep for her and it's a sign of God's goodness and his love for her in just a unique way that meets her that is not actually linked to any of her decision making. Mm -hmm. It's just about Hmm. the wonder and mystery of God showing up in a moment that speaks. And so there are just times where I've seen signs from God when we were supposed to move to Illinois. There were clear Mm -hmm. signs from God, but there was also truth. There was also our own wisdom. There was also, but we didn't allow for an emotional experience to move us to Illinois. That's not why we moved. Mm -hmm. We moved because God was really clear biblically. He was really clear around our own brain, what we could afford. He was also showed a sign. My husband was afflicted by God, and that's a story for another day. But (laughs) but in that moment, it aligned with Scripture. It aligned with where we were going. It aligned with our call on our life. We didn't move because we because a rainbow showed up on the day we were praying. we, we moved because we sought God, we sought counsel, we sought his word, all of those came together. And he happened to also give us some wonder and mystery around his presence. And so, I don't know, I don't, I don't lean heavy on, I'm waiting for a sign. Yeah. I lean heavy on, what does the word say? What has God called me to? What are the people in my life saying? What's practically, am I supposed to steward right now? Like, is it wise to just, well, God, I had a sign. I'm going to quit my job. Well, that actually doesn't line up with scripture when you don't have anything fully, it's just a sign you had. Like, what are other things going on Mm -hmm. in your life that God is, is directing that? And I'm not, I'm not saying that those radical things can't happen, but if we're solely basing on an emotional sign or an emotional experience, I had a rainbow, it's time to quit my job. Well, you're going to be homeless if you do that. I don't know if that's actually what God's asking. Mm -hmm. I I would question that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not great answers, but it's definitely, I've had a lot of signs and I've had a lot of mystery things happen with the Lord so thankful for those moments. Um, they're really tender and really special and really personal to me. Um, they help affirm maybe something that's coming, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever made a decision based on I got a sign. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't know how, how much wisdom would, I'm, I'm too subject to my own, to my own grid, to my own desires sure. and my own emotions. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts around that, I don't know, but that's my thought anyway. <laughs> I do think there's there's a difference between the signs we're looking for and then signs and wonders that God mm-hmm. is doing to show his favor, his love, mm-hmm. yeah. his promises. Yeah. It's a good distinction. Um, and I, I think, you know, even go back to Jesus on the boat, right? And they wake him up and they ask they say they're dying. They didn't ask for a sign, but mm-hmm. he he calms the storm and they're celebrating the sign of who is this guy that he would do this. And he's like, ugh, you have little faith. Mm-hmm. Like you opted for the cheaper miracle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best sign is that he walked with you through the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and does what he says he'll do. Um, 
So. Yeah, I guess there's like the definition because I, mm-hmm. if someone's healed, you know, we go to over to another country and oftentimes before people even come to know Jesus, there's miraculous healings in the village and that brings people to faith. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. this guy was dead. I literally met a guy who was dead for two days and now is alive and the whole village follows Jesus now. I met him, mm-hmm. I shook hands with him. And he's like, yeah, I was dead, it was crazy. And <laughs> it's just like a whole weird thing in India. And that whole village is now following Jesus. Well, that's a sign as unto yeah. God. That's, that's yeah. a sign and wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a sign and wonder. So I think the definite, I, I just, I think what, what scares me around this is I've seen a lot of people who are immature in their faith. Mm-hmm. And I will say that just not with judgment, but in truth, mm-hmm. that will say, I got a sign. I'm supposed to leave my family, go on the road, and I'm going to go do this for God. He's yeah. told me to do this. I'm like, whoa. I don't, I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I think that emotional, the immaturity around, I'm waiting for a sign, I think it cheapens our relationship with God and our move and going, like God has given revelation in his scripture. He's also given wisdom in the people around your life. He speaks in prayer. I think waiting for a sign, it, it cheapens and it, it puts in our own hands an emotional ability to go, oh, okay, I've got, I got a sign, I can do this. And I just think, I think then we make God a, a puppet mm-hmm. and I, I think we cheapen his power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, I, so I just have, I have a little conflict around it. Sure. Totally. Um, and yet, show me a sign, right? <laughs> show me a sign. <laughs> well, they oftentimes come up as, as from what, what I'm gathering from what you guys are saying almost like a, an affirmation of the journey God already has you on. The the place God's already moving, the place God's already bringing you, you, you have an awareness of what God's doing yes. around mm-hmm. you and, and within you. And the signs, they, they almost come in a, as an affirmation to the work that he's already doing or or a sign of just his his love and kindness to you. Yeah. So yeah. That he, where, where he chooses to show up just in a moment of mm-hmm. his grace, mm-hmm. uh, of, of giving us that, that you could call it a sign, but mm-hmm. what it is is just, it, it would be just um, mm-hmm. some sort of indication that points mm-hmm to him mm-hmm. and the process yeah. that he's, he's working within mm-hmm. you and so that. But I just don't think it should be isolated. Right. I don't right. think totally. a decision should be made off of an isolated sign. Yep. We moved to Illinois because of prayer, community, yep. uh, fasting, signs. I mean, it was all lining up mm-hmm. and we knew that that's what we were supposed to do. And there was some signs in that. There mm-hmm. was actually mm-hmm. signs of supernatural power that was happening in those moments but it was also aligned with many other moments and factors, scripture, prayer, mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I think if it's yeah, an isolated yeah. sign and you're making a decision based on an isolated sign right. that there's nothing else kind of coming around and backing up, I would really sit in question around that. Right. I would really yeah. sit in, in question around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in light of that, looking at another one of the, another one of the questions that we mm-hmm. received is how can I be sure that it's God speaking to me and not just my own thoughts? Mm-hmm. This kind of dovetails off of that. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, again, um, I think you have to go back to, is it pulling me away from and tearing me down or is it bringing me closer to build me up and leading me to obedience, mm-hmm. to repentance, to all those things? The other thing I think is interesting, this happened at I think our first one conference. You might remember this. Mm-hmm. Was it Lisa Whittle who felt like God? Oh no, it was, um, it was Allie. Mm-hmm. Allie mm-hmm. felt like God telling her to take off her shoes mm-hmm. and preach mm-hmm. on holy ground. Mm-hmm. And she leaned over to Lisa and said, "I don't know if this is me or God." And Lisa's like, "Would you want? Would you like 
tell yourself that? <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> you know? Knowing your temperament. Because yeah. yeah. my <laughs> temperament, yeah, I totally would. Right. I'd be like, oh, this is a show moment, you know, no in my flesh. You know, would you tell yourself that? Mm-hmm. That's another thing I always ask. Would right. I tell myself that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of using some of those things are practical mm-hmm. for yeah. me. Ultra practical, but there are times when, when if there are literally, if there's vocabulary going through my head that I would not speak out loud myself, if all of a sudden I'm having thoughts with, with like just different verbiage than I use, I'm like, hmm. God, is that, like, is that you? Like, yes. it just, it, God seems to speak in a voice that's different than mine sometimes, mm. or his thoughts. Um, they're either more mm-hmm. complex or more simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. But either way, they find themselves looking and sounding a lot different than Alex's mm-hmm. voice. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it it's it's causes me to just perk up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah. when you begin to identify ideas, words, phrases, things that you wouldn't mm-hmm. typically say yourself mm-hmm. in your spirit, in your heart, sometimes I think it's a good indication that you may want to pay attention, that God mm-hmm. might be wanting to try to get your attention in that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You can also trace this one back to, Alex, what we said in the beginning is, do you, is it contradictory? to scripture mm-hmm. yeah it will never yeah because it mm-hmm. yeah it actually never will and um there was another thing i was processing there but squirrel squirrel <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, i think while up. you're while you're gathering your thoughts there i i do think that i think two things i've i've always tell people if you want to know if god is speaking um and, and this isn't you know bible but i will say that there's always a weight to it there's a weight to the voice. There's a weight to what you're... It carries this weight that's different than fleeting experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very weighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I also say it just won't go away. It's something that keeps coming up mm-hmm. and it's got this weight to it that you kind of can't shake. Mm-hmm. It also will often be outside of comfortability. Um, and so, you know, if God is, is God asking me to go to Trader Joe's today? I mean, maybe, and not go to... What's the other grocery store here? I don't even know. Jewel Osco, you know, but uh, I I don't know, maybe. But what I'm talking about, like when we're really thinking about hearing God's voice, there's a weight to it. It's it's moving us into places of probably surrender and more trust. Mm -hmm. And it kind of keeps coming up. When I start to experience and feel those things, I will usually invite a trusted voice into that for prayer Mm -hmm. and see if they get anything. So for example, when we were thinking about moving to Illinois, I had this, there was a weight around it. And we actually left this church with this, and God was starting with an odd sense of a weight around this. Like, huh, that that place was interesting. We were kind of like looking at houses, like, wow, we, whoa, what would be so crazy to live here? Never in wildest dreams thinking that that was going to happen. But God was starting that. And then as we began to kind of consider what God was doing, there was such a weight around this particular church. And we had visited a lot of them. There was a weight around it, and it wouldn't leave us. It was kind mm. of this relentless uh, ache, nudge, presence, and it, and it just kept having weight. Well, we then invited Dave into that. Mm-hmm. into that conversation. And we invited Natalie into that. We invited a few people that didn't know anything about this church, but loved us. Hey, would you guys pray about this? We're going to pray mm-hmm. about this. So we started to pursue the weight. We started to pursue the heaviness. We started to pursue the nudge. We invited people into that. And that started to give affirmation. So I, I would say like, does it have a weight that moves beyond your emotions and your head and into your gut? Is it mm. consistently staying? Is it something that keeps oh, kind of too. coming up and that you kind of can't shake and yet there's part of you that wants to. Mm-hmm. There's part of you that's kind of like, I don't want to feel that. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure about that. That feels risky. No way. That can't be. If you're starting to say those things and it keeps coming up, I would press into that a little yeah. bit. I'm not saying it's God, but I'm right. saying I would be really curious yes. around those two things coupling 
the the experience you're having. And the third thing is it will never go against scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it will That's never. Right. So so if it's outside of scripture, um, you know, if 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 you're getting a, a word that's like I'm supposed to leave my family and go travel around and speak, I'm gonna really question that mm-hmm. because um, that's actually unbiblical for you to leave your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and the reason why I bring that, I've had that, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to leave this, and it was to do ministry and be gone. And I'm like mm-hmm. that. God doesn't operate that way. Now he did with Peter and Peter did leave his wife for a while and for a season. Um, But we also know that now and how God works and the structure of how things are lined up is that we are to care for what God has asked us to steward. Mm -hmm. And um, so so I would really question, not Mm -hmm. saying it's across the board, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying it will not go along. It will not defy or go against scripture. Yeah. And, And that's important. Mm-hmm. Kira, you use the word curious, talking about the that feeling of discomfort that you get mm-hmm. when God might be saying something. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into, Alex, to what you were talking about of, does this sound like me or does mm-hmm. this sound like not me? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the biggest uh, identifiers for me is like when there's that discomfort, it's uncomfortable because you wouldn't tell yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. I know enough of myself to know that, yeah, that sounds a lot like me mm-hmm. and I'm getting to know Jesus and... I'm not Jesus and Jesus is different than me. So the mm-hmm. things that he say will sound different. Mm-hmm. I had this experience where mm. um, it was in January of 2020 where like lots of people do is the beginning of the year, like, all right, God, give me a word, you know, mm-hmm. like give me something mm-hmm. for this year. Right. Um, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, what, am, what books am I going to read? What am I going to write about? What am mm-hmm. I going to study and research? And it just like dropped in my heart this sense of, the most important thing you will do this year is invest in relationships. Mm. That does not sound like me. <laughs> that does sound that does sound a lot like Jesus. And so I said, okay, that's really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which means I need to get curious about it. Mm-hmm. If it would have sounded like me, I would have needed to get suspicious about it. Mm. But this curiosity to say, okay, let's start testing the waters on that. Let's start trying that. Mm. And over 2020 to see the fruit in the relationships that were formed from that. And like, that was my most important investment. That was the most important thing I could have done that year was invest in relationships. And I'm so glad that Jesus dropped that and it wasn't me Mm -hmm. telling myself things. Mm -hmm. So I have a question about that because, okay, not that particular, but the idea around when God called us to move to Illinois, he, I'm just using me as an example. There was I'm gifted in what I'm what I can offer here at the church. Like what I want to bring and what what God has gifted me to do actually was a piece in what was de- being developed here at the church. Mm-hmm. And so there I'm wondering and I guess my question and just what I'm kind of sitting in is it was God going to call me when I was when I was 19 I went to Urbana, Illinois. It's the only time I'd ever been to Illinois and I went to a missions like a whole they took over the campus. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They take yeah. over the campus and yeah. do the whole thing and I went and I remember calling my dad and I go, "Well, I have to be a missionary now." And I was crying because you guys know me. Me being on the mission field long term, and nobody wants me there. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, you know what? You're you're too much for us. Like, like I'm just like, it's hot, and I just, you know, there's things about me that I just, I don't like bugs. I just freak out when there's a bee. And so, like, I, but I'm crying on the phone, and, mm. and I'm going, well, God, you know, it's God's telling me to be a missionary, and that's what everyone's doing here. And my dad literally said, Carrie, I love you with every fiber of my being. There is no way God is calling you to be a missionary. Mm. He's like, I know you. It's just not even in... 
And I go, but that, but that's what I'm saying because, oh, right. that's so not in my wheelhouse. That could be sure. God. And I'm like, no, will God ask us to do things that are challenging? Absolutely. But does he want us to be miserable in doing those things? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe but, not. But do we need more miserable Christians? We've got enough of those. I think the thing to, the thing to so celebrate. So I guess that's bringing up a question for me. The thing yeah. to celebrate is that you bounced it. Yes. Yes. You bounced it. So right. so maybe it will sound like you, maybe it won't. Maybe more often it won't sound like you, and maybe more often it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you bounced it. You yeah. Went to somebody you trust, somebody you love, and yeah. you say, because Jesus said, I only, I only do what I see the Father doing. Yeah. Right. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Right. And so even for him, this was, I'm not, I'm not going to do what in my humanity I'm, I may be hearing or I'm just what I see the Father. And I love that. Could I see Jesus doing that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So could you see Jesus doing that? Absolutely. Could that have been good? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But you had enough check and balance systems in your right. life to be able to say, well, maybe that's, maybe that's emotion. Mm. Which circles and, back to community. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. something about this, this intersection between space of challenge, but then also delight and mm-hmm. like that. that that's what I mean. Yes. The that I think have to be in line sometimes. Like right. at least when it comes to seeking out what it is that God's saying, like, like it could be, you know, Carrie, you're getting called into the mission field or something like that. Where's the, but where is the delight in the abiding mm-hmm. relationship with God in that? Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know. There's something about like when, when those two things can exist and does it get tough for a season? Yes. And, and mm-hmm. there's difficulty and there's challenge, but it's, it's a beautiful combination of challenge, but you know, God's with you mm-hmm. in it. That's right. like, that, that's where I feel like he's bringing you th- through the valley for something greater on the other mm-hmm. side almost. And you it. feel his presence in, I mean, Illinois was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Sure. My yeah. kids are still in the challenge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yet we're seeing so much goodness come. And, and I, because I, I think delight means that we have to feel good. I think a lot of times when we think delight, we think, oh, I've got to feel good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not what delight means. No. Like, so delight is guttural. You know, there's a deep sense of, of, of belonging, a deep sense of care. I am being mm-hmm. cared and the delight is being poured out. And so, yeah, I think because there's been stuff that God's asked me to do that I'm like, this is not delightful, but this is character building. And so then there's sure. guttural delight. Yeah. You yeah. know, there yeah. is a guttural mm-hmm. sense of wow. Like, exactly. and also I came in on the other side, I do lots of short term missions. But uh, <laughs> the, the long-term call is... Nothing. So you're a gig missionary. Right, That's totally, what it is. totally. I mean, I was going to sign up for the Europe. It was to do It was to do miming on the streets of Europe. And I was like, I mean, I could get behind that. Yes. And I still was so upset. I was like, I don't, I don't know. So I, I picked a, an easier one. I ended up not doing it. <laughs> because legitimately my dad was like I love you but this is absolutely not God <laughs> and I was like well not that you know dad but also thank you <laughs> it goes back to Piper talks about um, the commanded will of God and then there's another way he says whereas one it's the thing God wants and desires and then the thing that God will make happen hmm. and we've, we've got to understand that those are different mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a piece of it for me, that comes back to it's not as much what I do as how I do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the, there's no neutral ground there. Yeah. Um, how I do it needs to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. Help me wrap this up in my head. Because okay. you guys are hearing, Renee, you're hearing, Alex, you're hearing kind of what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking about those that are listening to this right now. And they're, they're hearing the question of like, how can I be sure God's beat? Like, what do you guys hear us saying? Because I actually need clarity. Mm-hmm. 
Do you guys hear a theme or do you guys hear anything rising to the surface? I keep, I don't know about you, Alex. I keep hearing community. I keep Mm -hmm. hearing how important it is that as we are hearing God's voice, as we're discerning signs, as we're making decisions, as we're reading the word, that we aren't doing it alone. Mm -hmm. And just how invaluable it Mm -hmm. is to be in that community. That's what Mm -hmm. I just keep hearing loud and clear. Mm -hmm. I keep hearing community, yes, and I, I, at this point we're on the second episode of this. But the first episode will be have been entirely about community, mm-hmm. and that was a gift. That mm-hmm. conversation was just mm-hmm. such a gift mm-hmm. to kind of give us a glimpse of what that can look like. The other thing that I keep hearing is formation, like, is mm-hmm. is that the everything that that we're talking about is a learned thing. Yes, that it, it's something That's that you, that, you, that you won't get overnight. Mm-hmm. And actually what's happening in community, what's happening in even honestly moments with you and God is that yeah. there, there, there's something that's forming within you and it's the ability to discern God's voice, the ability yeah. to, good. you know, identify a sign that might actually be a sign mm, or, helpful. you know, just a bird or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, Or right, the ability right. to, you know, say that, you know, you know, I, I don't know, that, that missions is my thing or that mm-hmm. you know, ministry is my thing or whatever. Right. So, yeah, so I think that the, form, the formation thing is what keeps popping up for me. And I think that that, that, that comes full circle to the space of practice. Yep. Because yes. you, you, you practice for something. And we, mm-hmm. we, we've kind of like started this journey of the practicing his presence thing well, along the, the lines of, of what Brother Lawrence brought to the table when he said that he found God greater in his work in his kitchen than he would upon his knees in, in the holy place or in church. Mm-hmm. And so the, the formation that I think God, God is is in the process of all of us, for all of us, is learning just to bring us closer to his heart more often, mm-hmm. it seems. And, and so all of these things that we're That's talking good. about of, of learning to know his voice, discern what he's saying, things like that, are... are Hmm. Can I give some? Yeah, please do. Because I'm just some uh, practical application to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, God's given us as a leadership, and especially me as a leader, a vision for where we're going as a church. Um, This this hope center idea that we're going to be able to meet the needs of the community, and they're Mm going to find Jesus. And it's it's so far out there and so big in my mind that if I allowed myself to live in the future, that's a better place to live mm-hmm. than in the present. And God has just been challenging me lately that the vision's important, but it's only important because we're on a journey toward that vision. Mm-hmm. And he's most excited about the journey than he is the actual mm-hmm. vision because that's it's good, the Dave. journey that's going to shape us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm excited about the destination, and he's going, uh... Let's get a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so this journey that we're on of learning to hear the voice of God and battling that in community and on our own, God's excited about the fact that we even care about it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. So good. So, yeah. so good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the gracious gift that he's given you in this season, mm-hmm. not just the next season, right? Like, yep, helps yeah. me be present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Amen. <laughs> we like it when you're present. <laughs> we need your presence. I think, Alex, though, you, you brought it all back to that word practice. <laughs> and I think it's Dallas Willard in Hearing God talks about we learn to hear his voice by experience. Yeah. And experience is this wonderful teacher. It takes experience to understand and to to interact with him and engage with him in a relationship alongside of others. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much grace in that journey. Mm -hmm. And there's so much just wonder in him continuing to pick us up and Mm -hmm. steer us straight and carry us onward, the practice of it. Can I add to that? Mm -hmm. Because 
just as much as we're struggling to learn to hear God's voice, don't forget God might use you to be his voice to someone else. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just postured to know what God wants for my life. God is going to utilize me. I'll give you an example, just a clear example. When we were praying about being the pastors here, Natalie and I got up in the morning and said, God, is it time? That was our prayer. Mm -hmm. And we laid that before him. That day, my pastor from back home that I hadn't talked to in a year called and left a voicemail saying, mm -hmm. listen, was praying and you and your wife came to mind. Yep. So that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he said, God gave me the words, the time is right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it means, but I just want you to know we love you and we're praying for you. And <laughs> See you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. He was postured in a way, not just to receive what God was saying for him, but mm -hmm. what God might be saying for someone else. Mm -hmm. And then was obedient. Mm -hmm. I mean... Mm -hmm. And that goes back sure. to even like a sign. Mm -hmm. Like that's right. mm -hmm. when we were going to move to Illinois, we started off talking about Mario saying, what if I know what God wants me to do and I don't want to do it? And I jokingly said, I'm not trying to Jonah this situation. <laughs> and the next morning, his, his, his readings was about something else, but it referenced Jonah. A whole week went by, and then we were watching, before we had the call with you, and a week had gone by, we turned on online church, and the pastor said, today I'm supposed to, I was gonna talk about something, but I'm switching it up. Today I wanna talk about Jonah. And we were just like, mouth drop. Like, those are the moments where, like God is affirming what yep. he's doing, but Absolutely. that's also a sign. I mean, that yes. was like supernatural, like God mm -hmm. is speaking. And even that pastor who has, I mean, how wild is it? Like, what if God had him change that thing? Now I know I'm not that like that big of a deal, but what if I am? What if I'm that big of a deal to Jesus that he actually changed a, a pastor's message to speak to? I started laughing. Mario started crying. It was a clear moment. And then the next hour we had spoken to, we had called Dave and we're like, and I looked at Mario and said, even if we don't have a job, our do, should we move? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I said, I think we move whether we have a job or not. Joe, no job's been offered. I, I don't think we answer to man. I think we answer to God. So I, I say all of that because doesn't that bring it even back around? Like it's yeah. all working together and mm -hmm. in like- God knows what you need. And we don't yep. have to work that hard. Yep. I just Come feel on. like, guys, can we not work so hard to try to figure it out, but be yep. open to, is it time? Yep. Yeah. Is it right? Will yep. I commit to prayer? Will I be formed? I don't have to work so hard. Am I hearing God's voice? Trust me when I tell you, if he wants you to hear it, you're going to hear right. it. You're going to know. Yep, I mean, yep. my husband was up with an affliction from God. We know. <laughs> and yet he also wants to just bathe upon us even more affirmation from my weak and weary heart that says, I, don't, I still don't know, even though I totally know we're supposed to move, that he wanted to end the week of prayer and fasting and craziness with a message from a pastor online that was honestly the week before, it wasn't even our current week, to let me know. Mm. And that's mm. just the, that's God's just playing. He's just having fun now. Like, mm -hmm. isn't this wild? I love yeah. you so much mm -hmm. that I just want you to hear. And I just like, can we practice his present and let it be joy filled yep. yes. and not so stressed out? Like, how do I know it's God? You'll know, sis. Mm -hmm. You'll know, brother. Just keep mm -hmm. pursuing, keep asking, keep yep. asking those around you. He makes it clear. It is, it's It's in the, the same book we keep referencing here in God, and I, I can put the actual quote down in the show notes for this because I'm going to get it wrong. But yeah, but, yeah. But, but, Willard, <laughs> but in paraphrase, uh, yes. But Willard says that our, our anxiety around needing to know what God's saying in any given moment actually shows us how far we are from His heart. Mm, because yeah. if we if we wow. truly knew the Father's heart, if the Father's heart was in us, if our thoughts were His thoughts, if our 
feelings and emotions were becoming his emotions, then, then the decisions that we would be, we'd be making are coming from a place of regular, regular intertwined engagement with the Father mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. And so it's like that, that anxiety mm-hmm. to know what God's saying in any given moment is actually mm-hmm. an indication that you're pretty far off of what mm-hmm. the DNA of the Father mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. those moments. I just I, that, that challenges me to my core. But, yeah. but what you're describing, guys, in, in all of your stories is, is the intertwined, interwovenness of, of your life and and the the work of God on earth around you. I mean, it's so and that's the, when I think of the practice of God's presence. It is the, it's the continued engagement with Him yeah. all the time, the ongoing conversation, the the praying without ceasing, mm-hmm. the being able to identify moments that God's breaking through, even in the midst of meetings and classes and yeah. dinners and all that kind of stuff. So delight, yes, yeah, delight. <laughs> yeah. So good. Mm. I feel better. I went to church right now. Right? I was like, <laughs> I just, I'm, I about, yeah, I'm a pass an offering. I <laughs> that was good. I know. Uh, this, uh, unlike other podcasts, where like the, the guests would leave and we'd never see you guys again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still feel obligated to say thank you for this time and just that it's been wonderful sitting in the, this specific conversation this and in this setting. Fun. I know the people of our community are going to benefit so much just from mm-hmm. I think hearing your candid thoughts around what it means mm-hmm. to bring God into daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, before we started, we kind of said, well, "What are some of the things that you would say to people if they sat down over coffee with you?" Because we don't always get that chance to, right. to kind of bring people through that, and so I think. This has, through story and challenge and ideas, um, it, it, you, you've challenged people, I think, to, to a different level of, of God engagement in daily life. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, kind. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Well, that was nice. Just, <laughs> just on the flip side, yeah. uh, as I'm looking at, there's only one question we didn't answer. It's true. Oh, sure. It's true. Um, and not to, to make this longer, but I do think you can oversell God said. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, think we, I think sometimes that's more out of insecurity um, than security where God's telling me everything. And I just don't know that when God's telling me everything, God's really telling me nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, When the precious becomes familiar, we lose our passion for it. I mean, there's just so this, how do you stay away from extra biblical interpretation? Um, Hearing what God say something that isn't found in the Bible or goes against what the Bible teaches, just real important to stay connected to God's word so that you know that you know that you know that you know. God doesn't say everything we say he's saying. Yeah. (laughs) And he's got to be up there going. Thank God. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. So just just really, really use that wisely. Know the word, love the word, Mm -hmm. live the word. Because you'll be held accountable to what you said he said. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) That's a good redirection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that ending. <laughs> wow, Dave, we're really ending on a high we, note now. We really know how to close things out around here, don't we? <laughs> you can tell that this is one of those podcasts that we just do music and stuff all the yeah. time. It's like nobody knows what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's We run a tight ship. No, we don't. It's good stuff. Yes. Well, thank you, guys. Good. Love we you love all. you. Thanks for having us. After sitting in that conversation, it just felt like being in a master class of what it actually looks like to bring God into our world. That upward relationship to the Father that I think we all know can exist is somehow debunked by just talking about it. And it was so refreshing to hear really candid takes on what it means to welcome God into daily life. As we embark on this third season of devotional episodes, we hope that you can bring these conversations back to memory. Um, hold on to this episode, bookmark it, just in case you need to come back to it and hear something again. Use this as a guide to you and as a tool to you uh, for learning more and more about what it means to be with God and to uh, hear his voice in the midst of 
your workplace, your school, your community, wherever you might find yourself. So we hope you were encouraged by this conversation today. I know I was, uh, and we're looking forward to having you back for our regular episodes on September 27th, coming up in just a short week. We'll see you soon.